everybody, welcome back to Fresh Out the Podcast. I am Jahananan, the board game guru and game master extraordinaire. I'm Casualty CDG. I'm a retired child crimes and human trafficking detective turned tabletop titan and improv comedian. And I am the professional media and movie mastermind, the Funhouse, Drew Munhausen. And welcome everyone to episode 20 of Fresh Out the Podcast. Yay! The big 2 0. Wow. We're, our really? podcast is almost old enough to drink. Almost. You know, <laughs> if every episode took a year. Yeah, you're right. We should start a, uh, a Ko-Fi account so people can buy us cups of coffee for our 20th episode. What? That's a thing? What is that? Ko-Fi? Am I out of the loop on this? What What's is Ko-Fi? This? You guys don't know this? It's a thing. It's Are you a about to hit of... us with the D's Nuts joke? No, it's a thing that a bunch of artists do. Uh, you can just... It's kind of like a... Uh, uh, fuck, what's the thing where you can support? Like a Patreon. Mm. It's kind of like a Patreon, except people just give you $5 for a cup of coffee. And, you know, you don't have to spend it on coffee, but that's what it is. It's KO-FI, and people just give you money for a cup of coffee. That's and it, It's just a way to support artists. I actually probably would use it on coffee. That's the thing. Yeah, I would, too. I would go to the, I'd go to the Bucks and go get myself a fucking coffee. I would use <laughs> it to support my crippling heroin addiction. Five dollars at a time. <laughs> <laughs> don't give it to me. I'll just put it in my arms. I'm crazy. No, I'm just. I'm sorry. I don't mean to make light of a serious affliction. But it was this. Fun, this podcast episode will be dropping on November twenty first, um, which will put us at just under a week before Thanksgiving. At the time that this is dropping, we are recording it early. Um, actually, in the movie world at this time, the new Ghostbusters movie is out in theaters. Um, but we'll talk about that in the future, hopefully even with a special guest or two who are big old Ghostbusters fans. Um, we'll, we'll see about that, but we'll talk about it at a later date. Today, we are going to talk about some other things. Actually, I wanted to bring this up to y'all. We haven't really talked about it in detail yet. I, I brought it up off off uh -huh. mic uh, briefly, but I I only realized this because so I have an Xbox Series X mm. right that I got. Oh, and, what a what a fucking humble brag! I, yeah, I know. Yeah, sorry. I uh, I did manage to get a pre order at the time. I got it on launch day, and I just had it pop up on like my time hop memories like a year ago. You this is a picture you took and it was of my xbox and it kind of made me think of like oh my gosh i've already had this thing for a year and start, made me kind of reflect on you know when you enter a new video game console generation like for us as gamers it's usually a pretty big deal um i think it was a bigger deal in the past like getting a playstation 2 going from like an n64 or regular playstation to the playstation 2 was incredible it was and a revelation going, yeah and then going from that to the xbox 360 and ps3 era was also a, a big deal and then you know the ps4 and xbox one less so but still a, a big step and this one is kind of the most natural transition i think there's been because there's not that just you know 
graphic, amazing graphics, and yada yada. There's, it's just a different, it's a different form of of transition in console generation. That being said, typically you see all these like reflective articles online of like looking at the first year of Xbox Series X or analyzing the first year of PS5. But I kind of feel like, I mean, I'm sure those articles are out there, but it's interesting that we're a year into it, and I feel like there's not really much to say. There's not, there's barely anything to say. Yeah, there's like no exclusives, really. Uh, there's no, like, I mean, it doesn't even seem like it really happened. You can't even get them for most people, and then there aren't any games to play once you do. Yeah. When so these new- I'm actually, I, I've bought today, or just the other day when I went to go buy Battlefield, which I guess now technically is out, but I haven't played it because we're recording before it came out. Um, so when I bought Battlefield, I had to make sure to buy the Xbox One slash Xbox One X enhanced version because you can buy a version that is only for Xbox One that's $10 cheaper. So if you don't buy the one that's for both, you don't get the upgraded version. And it's 64 players on Xbox One, but 128 players on the Xbox One X. Is the uh, one that's for both $70? No, because it's on sale through EA Play. Okay. So right now it's uh, like 58 for the for the regular Xbox One, and I think it's 62 for the one that goes for both systems. But the regular price would be seventy or sixty-five. So you purchased it digitally, but you got the the Xbox Series X enhanced version that you can play on Xbox One. So that in the future, if you upgrade your console, you would be able to play it on the new one. Is that right? Am I so saying that right? Yes. I think you said it right, but the opposite. I got the one that's the Xbox One version, but when I get the Series X, I'll also get the Series X version. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, it upgrades okay. with your, yeah. Correct. They've been doing that, but I didn't know that they were, it was so tricky. So uh, this time, yes, this was the first one I've seen that's specifically tricky, and I know that the game operates different between both systems, in that if Drew buys it, he can't play the Series X version with us. He has to install the Xbox One version, uh, which... That's the only way he can play with us as friends. Does he have, have to, to install a different the version, game. or does yes. he just have to join our to, games? No, he has to install the game twice. That's honestly super craptacular. I don't like. Ta-da! It. Welcome to the Series X uh, conversation. That's <laughs> that's, like that's what brought us here. Um, which, is, which is the I assume it's the exact same over on PS4, PS5. You know, it's this. I think I this can't is speak a, to it. I, I'm pretty sure that's the case. Um, yeah, it. this stuff's interesting, man. It's For me, as a tech guy and somebody that you kind of feel the need of when there's a new tech thing, like you just, you want it. You want it and you want to be a part of that yeah. that first wave. And, and half the time, there's no point to it. You know, you get better <laughs> deals financially down the line. There's usually not that much to even support at the beginning. But, man, that's never been the case more so than it is, I feel like, with the Series X and PS5. I mean, there's a sense of urgency to get one of these new consoles when they come out. But, man, once you have it, you're like, yeah, I probably could have waited. You know, it's it's like a grass is always greener situation. Yeah. When you don't have it, you want it. When you want it, you realize you didn't even need it. Um 
there's hardly any games that are exclusive to just the Series X or even the PS5 on their are, side. I mean, are there any? Yes. I, I'm unaware of any of them. Yes. There's a game that came out on Game Pass that was called The Medium, and it is next-gen exclusive. Um, and then I think that there's some mm. that just have certain features. A PS5, I think, has more I exclusives it. than the Series X does. See, whenever I see those, I always think, because I, I, I have Game Pass on my PC, too, and I those a lot of those do come up. And so I'm like, oh, it must be PC only. Uh, but now you're telling me different. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Flight Simulator might be Series X exclusive also. I'm not sure if it's on regular. It is on PC Xbox. as well. Yeah. Yeah, so that, yeah, to your point, you've got PC, so you're able to play a lot of these things anyway mm-hmm. um, over on PC, so you don't really see the divide as much on console. I'm rubbing uh, my PC right now. <laughs> I was wondering what that light was uh, spinning in circles. That's your PC? That glowing rainbow light? Oh, behind me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's my PC reflection on my, my Skyrim poster back there. Nice. Yeah, so it's just, it's interesting, right? Like, I, I understand the accessibility argument of wanting these games to be played by everyone. And if you're playing on the better console, you get these kinds of enhancements. But, like... Are games being held back? Like, is that a thing? You know, when when are we going to start seeing these games that are just being built from the ground up for the next gen consoles, and not being backwards compatible on the one? And because right now we're a year in, and we really aren't seeing anything. You know, even Halo Infinite, we're on the brink of that being released here in just a couple weeks. Yeah, and that's on both. You know, and that was a point of contention, I think, when that was announced, because people thought it was going to be a next-gen Halo, and it's for both. And to be fair, this is not a this is not restricted to Xbox Series X. This is happening over on PS5 as well. A lot of the games that were announced as their launch games, you know, um, like the Spider-Man Miles Morales game and and Sackboy and things like that, those were on both PS4 and PS5. There, I think, the PS5 exclusives at launch were the. Uh, Demon Souls remake and <laughs> a game called Godfall that reviewed terribly that I had no interest in. So it's just there. I think there's a few other ones. A Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart has come out um, was a PS5 exclusive. They they have some more over there on PS5. But I mean, even the next uh, Horizon game that's been uh, highly anticipated, it's going to be out on ps4 also and now they're starting to port more of the playstation games over to pc also which you know yeah it's it's just interesting honestly i mean if you get a really good pc you can just buy playstation network and xbox store and play everything on it you know uh it's almost because like i was a pc gamer originally that was what i did and i i had trouble getting into the console game because i was like why i can just play it better on my computer uh, and I finally broke down with the Xbox 360, funny enough, because you know how I feel about zombies. And they got Dead Rising, and I wanted to play it. Uh, and it was a, But back then, it was a huge upgrade from the other consoles. This, while it is a better system by far, uh, I want one because it has better load times and more disk space. But you can't do anything with it, you know what I mean? I remember I had to get a new TV 
for my Xbox 360 because I couldn't read the text because my I had a box TV and it was so shitty that <laughs> the words wouldn't pop up on my screen correctly. Uh, and like, I remember that happened to me with Grand Theft Auto 4 on 360 is that I had an old TV, like a tube TV that it, you could not read the text on it. And then I got a little, like a small HD TV that could do 720p. And it was like mind blowing yeah. how clear it was. I've got bad news for you, Drew. You actually said the word of the day and I was hoping you wouldn't say it. Uh, Grand Theft Auto is actually the phrase of the day. Oh no, I, no, don't do it. Yep. And now I have to talk about the Grand Theft Auto remastered <sighs> trilogy. I've heard interesting things about it. I I downloaded San Andreas, uh, but I have not touched it yet. So I haven't played it, but I did, and I am aware that it had a review embargo for multiple days after its release, uh, no video shown, and that since the release, it's still, well, I say still, uh, three days, it released three days ago, and it's still does not work on PC. It, you, you, it doesn't work. It doesn't launch. Uh, so to answer your question, where are the games for the next generation console? Uh, fuck Rockstar, who made the last game for Xbox 360 and hasn't made a new Grand Theft Auto game in over a decade and instead made this unpolished piece of shit remaster that I can confidently drop a fucking elbow on without having played. To be yeah, fair, I, uh, 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 you really like the Cowboy game, right? Red Dead Redemption yeah. 2 was, I guess Red Dead it was it was game of the year, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah it was great. To but be fair, models, they did do that. Yeah, they also haven't made a Grand Theft Auto game in like a decade. Yeah, uh, Grand Theft Auto V launched on 360 in 2013, so it has been <laughs> over eight years since it came out. It's definitely going to be another two years at least until a new GTA comes out. I saw um, something recently. It, I, I did see something recently, and I don't know, you know, there's always rumors and stuff, but there there were some rumors floating around that Grand Theft Auto 6 was really facing some development issues and it was maybe it was too too big or too um yeah what's the word I'm looking for just just too much for them to handle like it was it was too I don't know how that's possible the technology is yeah, there uh I hear that Star Citizen every planet is going to have a map the size of Skyrim you know what I mean well, there... How big? Well, there's rumors that GTA 6 that it was not the storyline was maybe even going to take place across different time periods, so it was going to jump time back and forth, things like that. That maybe it was too ambitious, but I saw a rumor that they potentially had to scrap it within like a the past year or two, and that they were kind of starting over. And I don't know if there's any truth to that at all. Go back to 80s Miami and stop fucking around. Give us, like, Florida with the swamps and the gators and the ritzy nah, Miami neon I, lights. I want 10 years in the future in like, Dubai. <laughs> that's what I want. Well, that's I, want, I want water jetpacks and hover cars. Mm -hmm. Saints Row. Then you'd go to Saints I know, Row for that. I know. The, Which it, it, we are getting the new Saints Row. I actually Row really want Houston specifically as a setting. At this point, <coughs> truly 20, 
24 is probably the absolute soonest that we would see a new GTA yeah. game. That's my guess. Well, I mean, so, honestly, sometimes and I feel like that's being that's being calling it soon. Sometimes they're developing a game, right? And then something happens in technology or software that makes them go, "Holy shit, that's way better." Let's you know why not? Like every other game that's coming out at the same time is gonna have that in it. We might as well scrap, start over. It does happen. Uh, and I'm hoping that this happened for a good reason, and that we're going to get hot fire in return. Grand Theft Auto has literally never disappointed never. Uh, since I played Grand Theft Auto 1 on my original PlayStation. And I know Grand Theft Auto 6 will be a fucking slam dunk. I'm just mad I don't have it yet. Fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, good. Yeah, that's a good clarification for sure. And uh, I know we get a little bit sidetracked from the Series X and PS5 comp conversation but talking about the remaster trilogy because from what i was reading on reddit and so on like people were playing this on series x and having issues where it was dropping frames or the you know the frame rate was going way down whatever um that it was just a pretty bad port um even some of the reskins weren't weren't good and and so on even though they were touting it as a remaster like even the controls were still wonky and so the general consensus I saw online was that this is just an absolute cash grab. Yeah. That, which I mean, could have guessed that beforehand, probably anyway. But still, just a a quick port, call it a remaster, get your money and go on. Especially since there's been no new GTA games. It's eight years. It's not. It, if you're going to do a remaster, if you're going to do a port, it has to be good. Because, like, seriously, otherwise you're a, uh, an incredibly rich company that's stealing money out of poor people's pockets and giving them shit in return. And, like, honestly, at the, at the point that you guys are talking about with this remaster, it is theft. <laughs> like, it doesn't even work. It's theft. Like... Come on. They said I, that even the uh, <clears throat> like the rendering of the water on the streets is so bright on the Series X that it just like makes it shine white, and that's what <laughs> causes the frame rates to crash. It's, it's just yeah, they just didn't do it. Lazy, lazy. Well, um, to get back on topic, let me ask y'all this: with the Series X, I know we're mostly Xbox guys here, so yes. I'll I'll limit it to that. Are y'all still feeling like I need to get one, you know, or where where are y'all at? I do want one. I really want. I really wanted, you know, the one I have on screen right now, the box, like the full size with the disc drive, all that. I wanted that. Honestly, the more time goes on, I'm pretty much pure digital now. I might get the cheaper one, save myself like two hundred dollars for a disc drive. Because, uh, like, as you can see, I got games behind me. I still have, like, all my 360 games, all my Xbox One games. I was hoping to be able to play them on my Series X, but I don't know if it's worth 200 bucks. one. And two, I, I really just want it to be faster, and I'm kind of waiting. At this point, I'm waiting for a game that I give a shit about to come out as an exclusive. You know what I mean? Like, will it be Star Citizen or... Uh, Elder Scrolls 6, um, or... Starfield, is that the one you're talking about? The Bethesda? Isn't it Star Citizen? Or is Star Citizen a different game? I believe it's called Starfield. Starfield, there's... I think there's both... Both of those are games. I think you're probably right about 
uh, Starfield being the one. Not but that yes. it matters. I knew what you were talking about. Yeah, I'm talking about the Bethesda one. And that one, like I said, they announced that you can go to different planets, and all the planets' maps are the size of Skyrim. Have they even higher. said if that's is that next gen exclusive or is that? They haven't. They cool? haven't said it. But a lot of what they're saying about what's happening in the game, I'm like, there's no way that's going to run on an X. It's going to be Cyberpunk all over again. You know what I mean? Because to be fair, Cyberpunk should have been an exclusive. Like, yeah, people felt robbed and people got money back because it sh- they should have never given it to people with uh, uh, Xbox Ones. You know what I mean? And well, again, I, humble brag. I had a Series X when when yeah. you know I had my Series X when Cyberpunk came out, and I played it and had minimal issues. Yeah, and it was great. It, yeah, compared to, compared to all the issues that so many people had, and you I, know, I understand that they had those issues. I had a pretty seamless experience with it, so I mean, I, I was very fortunate. I myself had a game. decent experience, but I definitely see the complaints. Uh, it felt like an early. It felt like an old GTA clone. Like, you're walking around, the people are all boring, there's not that many of them. Uh, but yeah, so I'm just waiting for a game that I give a shit about to force me to buy one, you know what I mean? I'm a grown man that doesn't have 600 extra dollars, so I'll get one someday. Yeah, fair enough. And, and I mean, to be honest, right as of right now, you're not missing anything. Except maybe... 64 extra players on battle <laughs> even then like does it does it matter that much and maybe you know the answer to that better than i do but my guess is probably not really no not for 600 dollars uh but it, i but i'll pay the 10 dollar difference for the game just in case right yeah exactly um well, interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I thought that was just worth bringing up because it's just kind of like the most... <laughs> I say interesting bringing up to say that it's the most anticlimactic year anniversary of a console release, probably. But, yeah, I think worth noting. And, you st- and oh, and the fact of the matter is you just still can't find them anywhere. So, <laughs> a year later. Absolutely. Yeah, you can't find them. It's ridiculous. Like, I get that there's issues, but, like, (laughs) people want to buy them. What are you doing? Like, sell them to us. Oh, I also, I sent a uh, headline to Gary the other day that um, the Series X has already outsold the Xbox One in Japan, specifically, (laughs) the the xbox series x in its first year outsold the entire lifespan of the xbox one in japan which granted that's only to say i think the series x has sold like a hundred and sixteen thousand units in japan or something like that which that's outsold the xbox one but i still thought that was uh that was interesting it's nice to know that there are scalpers in japan also yeah yeah right um Anyway, that's uh, that's next gen console talk. Or well, now those next gen consoles are technically current gen, I should say. But um, anyway, there's that. We can move on to. We have plenty of fresh out the box takes this week, especially because last week we went a little long with the Disney Plus Day conversation and all of the announcements that there were to unpack there. So there were some things that we had to push 
to to this week so we've still got no shortage of things to talk about so do we want to start with Jahan? i feel like you kind of got the short end of the stick last week and, and i didn't, didn't mind talk about stuff as much i didn't mind i enjoyed our conversation thoroughly uh and i got to talk about a lot of cool marvel stuff last week so no i'm not i don't care uh well, we'll still kick it off with you what have what have you been watching what have I been watching? I've been watching a lot of stuff. I've been watching, still watching Doctor Who, still watching uh, Young Justice, but uh, I also started watching Arcane on Netflix. Uh, Arcane is a new show on Netflix. If you haven't heard about it, where are you in life? Uh, but it is based on League of Legends, which I'm a huge fan, uh, going way back on League of Legends, and it's it's good. Uh, I, I usually have a problem with Netflix animation, uh, I've enjoyed some of it more and more. Like, uh, I really liked the animated season of the Wolf Witcher, uh, show. That was good. Uh, and then Castlevania is a masterpiece. Arcane, it almost looks like they finally perfected whatever this animation style is, because it's really good. Uh, and it follows Vi and Jinx, uh, who in this show is called Powder. She hasn't earned the name Jinx yet. Uh, as their children in their, you know, Hextech community. Uh, so it's got a lot of steampunk elements. Uh, I was pleased to hear... Um, I always forget her name, uh, but uh, there's an Iranian actress playing one of the main characters, so that was cool. I was like, yeah, you're in this, because you recognize her voice anywhere. Uh, but the story was good. The writing seemed good. Uh, you got to see a lot of cool characters, like they had Jace, and they have, uh, I think Victor is going to be a villain in it. Uh, if you know League of Legends. And then, also, there's, like, Echo. It was just cool to see all the little world buildy things, like, instead of being just lore in a video game, it like, being alive. Uh, and honestly, I liked it. They're they, they a motley crew of kids stealing stuff from uh, the Piltover Corporation. You know, it's about the haves and haves-nots. Uh, and it just seems like it's going to be a really cool story. I enjoy it. And then as, <clears throat> as a League fan looking in from the outside, you know that Vi uh, becomes short, sort of a, a sheriff of town and is uh, stops a lot of the criminal activity. But at this point, she's part of a criminal gang, like a, a little like orphan criminal gang. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing too big yet. And the other character, Jinx, her name is Powder in the show, and she's just kind of a young, timid person. But... In League of Legends, she's almost like Harley Quinn with a minigun. She has lost her damn mind and kills everything. So it's cool to see this young version knowing full well that these characters are going to be yin and yang opposites by the end. But right now, they're just, uh, you know, kids forming a bond. It is it is really cool. Uh, Can I ask you a League of Legends noob question? Yeah, yeah of course. Because I, I have dabbled in League of Legends. Gary and some friends of ours actually introduced me to it. Oh, gosh, unbelievably over 10 years ago um since that and i dabbled i actually had a mac at the time so i couldn't play it <laughs> as much or as well as my yeah. friends could but i did i was able to play it and dabble with with everybody um that being said you know i didn't have a whole lot of characters unlocked i got to play with whoever was available at that time but sometimes i'd play on gary's account or on chris's account and, and some of our friends that had more characters or they would let me play that way Anyway, all that to say, as somebody who's dabbled in League of Legends over 10 years ago, who really doesn't, yeah. I don't remember all of the characters or have like a huge, vast knowledge of 
the show or the I mean, excuse me of the game the lore all the characters would somebody who doesn't have that connection still be able to enjoy the show i think yes I, I'm, I'm assuming you're more rewarded i for also being, yeah <clears throat> i also say know, yes uh it's a lot like you know mcu uh it's accessible it's at a ground level it starts you don't have to know anything going in but you're rewarded with little things if you do uh, and it's if, definitely if you read yeah. the MCU books or if you played the MCU games, obviously the story is going to be a little bit more rewarding for you when you recognize something. Yeah. So you can watch Arcane and you will understand what's happening. They build the world for you. They teach you all the characters. You don't need any knowledge going in. You don't need um, any, any at all. But the more you know, the more you'll like it, just like any good fandom, I think. Fair enough. Fair enough. I was just curious. Like, I it, just the fact that it exists and that I've played League at some point has me curious enough to maybe check out the episode because I just think it's fascinating that this PC game that kind of created its own genre and there has a lot of copycats has now reached the point where they literally have a TV show now based yeah, on it. I think it was that's a, a free-to-play MOBA that made all of their money off of skins. And that, you know, it's kind of the first item mall game to really come that far, I think, and really put that the MOBA item mall on the map. And no one has done it as well as Lee because people still try to charge full price for a game and then try to charge $15 for a skin. But the thing is you have to release a free game and charge 2 or $3 for a skin. Because when you do that, people will lose track of how much fucking money they spend. But if you have <laughs> yeah, $20 skins and $15 skins, you won't make that same kind of money. And League of Legends learned that so early on and had all these affordable skins that they just raked in money for years. Not to not to get too much on a tangent here, but like, is it is is it viable to say that you know something like Fortnite, which for a while there probably still is like the biggest game in the world probably which exists is, yeah. as a free-to-play game you know you can buy skins you can do all that stuff like would that would fortnite i'm sure the game would would exist okay i know what would you're it gonna exist ask, and i in think its current state if it mall. wasn't for league yeah i don't think so i think that free-to-play item mall with the shops that have affordable skins um I think League of Legends really smashed that flag into the ground. And League of Legends was the largest game in the world for like two or three years. And then Fortnite came along and did the Battle Royale, but also free to play with Item Mall. And that that formula that League used wildly successfully, that's exactly right. Yeah. Fortnite came in and did the same thing and you can't absolutely made liter- so much fucking money. Literally took over the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't argue... And- uh, league's significance in the game space because especially go watch the league of legends world series it's in a stadium like an olympic size stadium you know what i mean it's like it's so culturally significant uh when it comes to video games for uh, years and years now league of legends like every season or every half season they'll do like cgi cinematic videos in their world awesome and they're so cool. Like, they'll make the hair on your neck stand up. Like, they're fucking action-packed. They've got all the characters. They've got, like, almost no dialogue. 
it's it's just all like smirks and frowns and roars and stuff and they're just fucking awesome action-packed things so seeing arcane i was like oh boy i hope this Perfect. is as cool as their fucking cg videos because i know they know how to do it uh, i and and i just need to see more arcane i think uh right now they've just been in built over which is just like Jahan said like a a hex tech kind of steampunk city. I love city. the first episode. That's all I've seen. Uh, I would love yeah. to see what else, where else they go in that world because there are nightmare universes and endless deserts and, uh, you know, forests full of poison mushrooms. You know, there there are so many places they can go and I would just like to see if they do that. I think staying in Piltover is going to be uh, shooting themselves in the foot. else you got Jahan? oh anything else you've been watching <laughs> uh yeah i've been man i've been looking at lots of stuff um so uh speaking keeping it in the same vein uh because that's not the only thing happening uh with league of legends stuff uh right now uh there's a new game uh called hextech mayhem uh and you know it might be one that uh <laughs> gary passes on uh, it's not the typical fair, but you're playing uh, uh, Ziggs, who is one of the, the champions. Uh, it looks like he's running from Heimerdinger, but it is a side-scrolling rhythm platformer. Uh, and it looks like a lot of fun. And it's just interesting to see them bring League into yet another uh, form. Um, before you get too far, also Wild Rift should be coming to uh, platforms any day now. They actually haven't said when. But, I've been hearing that for so long, though. Yeah, I mean, it it's literally could have come out at any point in late summer. Yeah. It's done. It's ready to go. It's ready to ship. <laughs> yeah, because so true. Rift. So Wild Rift is uh, the mobile version. Uh, it's actually a lot more accessible. Uh, it's not as, like, hardcore, but it's just as fun. And it has that depth. But it's a little more forgiving, I think. It's like a 20-minute version of League of Legends you can play on your phone that's supposed to be coming to consoles it, literally at any point and i'm wondering if with this release of arcane maybe with some success behind arcane as a driving there force is some, if this yeah. is finally when they push wild rift out in time for christmas for people to jump on and start buying skins and shit for for arcane i don't know that's just my gut i don't know if there's i haven't read that anywhere i'm just thinking out loud but we, we're looking for Wild Rift, too. To Jahan's point, besides Hextech Mayhem, Wild Rift is out there somewhere coming to consoles yeah. at some point. Uh, and then the other thing, so I, I didn't get a chance to look at this one. Uh, I've seen the trailer, and I've seen, yeah, I've seen a little bit about it. But they can't, so Adult Swim is doing... A, I think, limited series. Blade Runner Black Lotus. It's animated. Uh, the animation is, like, Animatrix good. Uh, and it just, it looks fantastic. Where uh, can I watch this? Uh, is it only, I mean... It's on only... Adult Swim. I don't know where to stream it. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm... Sorry, Gary's laughing. <laughs> but I'm just Drew saying... Drew is like... so fucking... This is, like, the first thing that you said that Drew's been super into. You're, you a Blade, you're a Blade Runner guy, huh? Well, so... Uh, yeah, I am. I... Same. Same. Uh, I like Blade Runner. Like, I like Ridley Scott's Blade Runner. I loved Blade Runner 2049. 
I, and I, I know I that not twenty four nine. I know not everybody did get Gary, but <laughs> I I will not get into it. But that movie is boring as fuck, girl. I <laughs> loved it. I was ju- I just like it totally got me. So more Blade Runner stuff. I'm just I'm interested in, and I knew that this was a thing. I had heard of this that. Because it's like an anime style, right? You said it's like it looks, Animatrix uh, style. It looks like CGI, but like fantastic. So I had just assumed, though, that this would be like it's this kind of seemed in the realm of Netflix or something. Mm-hmm. But this is you said it's Adult Swim. So I'm just wondering, like, is it only on cable? Will it be on, um, you know, I don't know what cartoon it's on. It's on TV. Yeah, it is on Adult Swim. I think it premiered last night live on Adult Swim Cartoon Network uh, channel. But like, is it streaming the next day on Paramount Plus or on something? I don't know. Yeah, that's such a modern thing. Yeah, Uh, I'm not sure where they go. Cartoon Network isn't that an HBO brand now? Oh, you know what? I think you're right. It might be on HBO. Yeah, you might be right. Might be on HBO Max. I will probably have to check it out just because I I do love Blade Runner. I'm an animation guy. This looks amazing. I'm so excited. I'm so beyond. Like it looks. Gary, you gotta check it out too, man. This thing looks nuts. Speaking of animation, I, I, this might be a week late for people listening, but it's not a week late for you guys. If you go to your Game Pass like uh, perks, you can get Crunchyroll for 90 days premium for free. Dang. I saw that. That's a cool deal. And a, a deal. I saw that you have until January to okay. redeem it, I think is what it said. And so I'm assuming your 90 days would start once you redeem it. Yes. I I haven't done it yet, but because um, I feel like I'd want to wait until there's something I know I want to watch on there. So it's not just wasting away. But like if this was on there, I'd be like, yeah, I'll get it and watch yeah, that. That's just a cool deal to have. When we always talk about Game Pass has great value, there's there's a perks section on the home screen where there are things like that hidden in. So yeah, I may not I'm I'm not gonna watch a whole year or two years worth of anime, but I might get on Crunchyroll and watch something in three months. Right. Yeah, for sure. I, I've been falling behind on my anime lately. I need to get... Honestly, it might be the source of some of my life sadness that I haven't been watching enough anime. Uh, but no, this this show looks fantastic. I can't... I cannot... Uh, I missed it last night. I need to watch it soon. Speaking, speaking of anime, I still haven't even watched Star Wars Visions. And I need to get on Bro. that. I just have been holding off. So, Star Wars Visions, I have. We, did we talk about that on the show? We did, right? Yeah. We did. We did. Um some of those episodes are fine. Some of them are fantastic. Some of them were so good I'm gonna be like so sad if they don't spawn a show. They you, they were uh, so good. You also need to watch My Hero Academia, and I'm not even kidding. I, I do, I do. I, I genuinely want to. That's one of those that has kind of superseded, you know just the anime culture and made it into normal pop culture. I know that people love it, and I feel like it's one that I would want to check out just to be in the know. I think there's a decent chance that in the next 20 years or so, we get a My Hero Academia live-action something. (laughs) Oh, no. Hopefully it's as good as the Dragon Ball live-action movie. Yeah, well, you say, oh, no, Jahan. First of all, Drew, fuck you. Secondly, Jahan, (laughs) you say, oh, no, but Cowboy Bebop is looking to be really good. Cowboy uh, Bebop looks looking, to be really good. 
That's right. Looking, this is not past tense. It not <laughs> what it not it was good at the time of this recording. It's looking like it might be good. I have seen so, and turned off several live action adaptations of anime. Uh, and I've seen the attack. I seen the saw the first Attack on Titan live action. Oh my god, what a piece of shit! Uh, but and then like the Death Note one. Oh my god, what a stupid piece of shit movie that was! Uh, I liked Alita Battle Angel, and okay. I actually also I thought Ghost in a Shell was not as bad as the rest of the things that you named. Mm. I still haven't seen the live action Ghost, Ghost in a Shell. Has a whole... I know it had a whole lot of um, negative press about it for like whitewashing, whitewashing, yeah. Stuff. But um, it still I... cracks me up when. Um... Like, people will do lists of their favorite Asian-led movies, and they'll end with that one, and it shows Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> and it kills me every time. Every time. I don't expect it, and I die laughing. But I thoroughly enjoyed Alita Battle Angel. Like I hear good like, things. Yeah, it's it's fun, Jahan. I recommend it. It's it's fun. Um, if you like that, Drew, and you're not actually a fan of the Ghost in the Shell anime, like, if you don't know what it is and you're not a fan, you'll probably like the Ghost in the Shell uh, Scarlett Johansson movie. Go, go watch as, the anime. The anime is fantastic. An, no, if you watch the anime, you'll hate that movie. Because that movie is trash compared to the anime. But not compared to the anime. That movie's fine. You want to know how cool I am? Five years ago, when I got a 4K Blu-ray player and started upgrading movies and stuff, that's one of the first 4Ks I bought, and I still haven't watched it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I own Ghost in the Shell on 4K UHD when, disc and have not watched when it. When is this airing? Uh, it's the 27th. Uh, no, it's airing on the 28th, I guess. Okay. 21st. Uh, 21st. So, something that wasn't on my list, but something that will be out at the showing of this, uh, and I'm going to probably go see it day one in theaters. Do you, Can you guess? Can you guess what it is? What, it's going to be out by the 21st. Drew, didn't you already say there's going to be something gangster out by the 21st? Ghostbusters? Afterlife? Uh, no. Uh, and, no, this is out on the 24th. Oh, so it... So... It'll be out b- right. between between podcasts. It'll be out, It'll be right out between podcasts. I'm so excited. I, Resident Evil. <laughs> Resident yeah. Evil is going to be out. Uh, and I'm so excited for that. I just wanted to mention Man, that. the trailer was... Very, I have, yeah. It looks budget to me. <laughs> it does, but I, But I love Resident I love Evil 2. And it looks like it takes so much from the Resident Evil 2 game... Mm-hmm. In particular, so I'm like, it I'm probably like, gonna see oh, it, man. John. Oh man, we should go see it as a party of people. Uh, but yeah, hey, I'll go see it with you. Yeah, well, let's but, go hey, see we it. Can do it. Oh man, we're gonna have a mandate. I'm excited. Uh, but yeah, I'm so excited for Resident Evil Two. Uh, that's another thing I have on my docket. Uh, and also in the vein of things I'm a huge fan of, I finally got a chance. I actually, I haven't been trying to spend money. I went out. I bought Darkest Dungeon 2. I had to download the Epic Game Store, uh, which I hadn't done up until now. That's going to have a whole nother conversation attached to it. But Darkest Dungeon 2 is awesome. <laughs> I love it. It is completely different from uh, the first one uh, in all the best ways. It's a roguelike. 
You pick your party. You don't get to switch people out. Uh, when they die, you can get a new guy at the tavern, but uh, you're going on a journey, like Oregon Trail style. You choose your route. <laughs> you have to stop and take care of stuff, and it's still brutal. It is a brutal game. Uh, and I'm almost at the mountain where the end game happens, and it's just it's a lot of fun. If you like Darkest Dungeon 1, this game is a banger. Uh, and I've been wanting to talk about it for a while, so. <laughs> I don't think he, I definitely don't think Gary will like it. Uh, and honestly, I don't know if Drew will like it. I'm always open to things, but I do, I do think it's funny how many things Jahan and I like that we have to preface with, like, I don't know if Gary will like this thing. No, I will not like that thing. Good call. <laughs> yeah, I know Gary's case very well. Uh, it's so always safer. It's just safer to assume he won't like it, and then he can pleasantly surprise you. Because if you go into something thinking Gary's gonna like this, just prepare to have your dreams. Look, man, not shattered. everything is Chris Hemsworth without a shirt. Oh boy, wish it was though. <laughs> wish it was. Oh boy, uh, it can't all be. It can't all be. The can't all Chris be Chris Hemsworth though. without a shirt. Some of us are Jahan without a shirt. Uh, <laughs> But so this is this. Uh, speaking of games that Gary is not gonna like, uh, this one came out of nowhere, absolutely nowhere. Had no idea that I wanted to play this game. Had no idea what it was. Lies of P. Don't know if you heard of this, Drew. Have you heard of this game? No. It is a, a new Souls like coming out. That's why Gary's gonna hate it. He doesn't like Souls games. Uh, and so I'm pretty sure you're Pinocchio, right? <laughs> Just okay, yeah. I see your fifth. You're Pinocchio, uh, and you're fighting like these other puppets that I think are still under like evil control. And I think you're working with Geppetto, but it looks like Bloodborne style. I see Drew's skepticism on his face. He's like, What is your hot? Immediately going to Google it. I'm not even gonna hide it. I'm like, I want to see what this it is doesn't. About. It's not even that it looks like it might be good, it looks like it's going to be fantastic. Like, it looks also, so good. Don't Google it when you could Bing it. Yeah, Bing. It'll probably bring up a Google link. <laughs> it looks cool. It Just looks so images. good. It looks so good, and I'm so I'm excited for it. Uh, my younger brother Kian, he's a, he's a huge Souls fan, and I showed him this one, uh, and he lost his mind. He was like, "What is this?" Because like this one, I feel has been flying under the radar, uh, and it just looks amazing. Uh. Interesting. I'm glad that you uh, made me aware of this. It's, this is something I'll keep an right. eye on. It looks good. Uh, I mean, granted, it does look cool visually. It looks like a cool game. It just doesn't have any of the things that I like in a game from, you know, it doesn't look like it has a lot of character customization or storylines yeah. that you can interact with or co-op. And those are the things that really draw me to games. So it's very uh, fair. have fun with that. It does look cool. Yeah. Uh, and then... Um, another speaking of Souls games, have you been keeping up? Because they've released more lately. Oh. I just <laughs> oh man, it made me click stuff. Uh, but yeah, Elden Ring. Uh, Elden Ring released like pictures of the map. And re uh, it showed some of the free roaming. It is huge. The map. I I don't know that I've ever seen a map this big in a game. In my entire life. Elden Ring does have cooperative play. 
Elden Ring, uh, uh, yeah, it has some... I, it might be drop-in kind of stuff, like in Dark Souls, because Dark Souls has co-op play as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it looks so good, man. You're running around, you have a mount, you can climb stuff, you can jump off of stuff, you can uh, go have random encounters with, like, wandering uh, events. Uh, and the map is just gigantic. Uh, once again, this is a game who, which uh, their story is co-opted by George R. R. Martin. They hired him to write the lore for this game. And it's a Souls-like open world. It looks fantastic. <laughs> I saw more about it. I wanted to talk about it again. Uh, <laughs> it looks yeah, so good. You're fine. Like That's one of those games that so many people are hyped about that anytime even a morsel of information is is given about it, people get pumped. Yeah. No, my, my younger brother is also, he's super excited for that. And I see other people are getting hyped for it as well. Uh, I don't know how many games you guys have been looking at, but so much game news came out between uh, just different events, I guess because Christmas time's coming, they're showing stuff, uh, and then that Nintendo Direct. uh, There was a morsel in that I didn't know I wanted to play once again. Uh, In the Nintendo Direct, (laughs) I'm not a huge Kirby guy, man. I'm not. I'm not a big Kirby guy. Uh, I loved Kirby Golf on uh, Super NES. I feel like that was one of the best games on Super NES. Kirby and the Forgotten Land. There was a Kirby Golf game on SNES. It was awesome. (laughs) It was awesome. I'll just let you know. It was fantastic. Uh, (laughs) But Kirby uh, and the Forgotten Land looks really good, man. Like the, uh, the set, the, the locations look really clean. It looks like almost a post-apocalyptic world where, like, humans are gone uh, and Kirby's all that remains. So it's kind of horrifying in that respect. Uh, But it actually, the gameplay looked fun. It was like open-world Kirby, and it looked... I didn't know I wanted to play a Kirby game, but I think I do. Today I was sitting on the couch minding my own business and Bananas jumped up behind me and peed on me. Uh, Just completely peed on me all over my back, all over the couch, all over my butt. Just a full soaking wet pee. Uh, I had to get up and go take a shower. It was a whole thing. So I haven't really played any Kirby games, but I do like him in Smash Bros. Uh, <laughs> I don't know I was what to too do. Busy laughing to interject. That was an interesting uh, segue. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so something else about video games that I found out when I downloaded Darkest Dungeon. I had to download the Epic Game Store. I haven't messed with the Epic Game Store ever. Um, I didn't know that without a subscription of any kind. They offer uh, free games regularly. It's so funny to me that you didn't know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> it's, it's like old news. It's like Steam. It's like the Steam when Steam does it. Like Steam does the flash sales and Steam does the free games. And that's what Epic Games had to do I, to be competitive. I didn't know that Epic uh, Games was doing that. And the they, most recent one, uh, which I hate Borderlands. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. But Tina's uh, Adventures in Wonderland... Uh, dropped as like a standalone free download on the Epic Store. Um, and it's one of the characters from Borderlands telling a Dungeons and Dragons story. And there's like dice rolling and all this stuff. It's Borderlands characters playing D&D, but the gameplay is you as their characters. 
uh, and it looks really fun. And I just wanted to, yeah, I didn't know that about the Epic Games Store. I had no idea. Yeah, I've been watching that Tiny Tina's Adventure for a while. Also, I've been watching that game, and the they don't have melee weapons as primaries, and because of that, I'm not going to buy that game. Gotcha. It's you don't have to. It's free. Uh, that's good news. Not on Xbox. I not think on it's Xbox. A price game. Go on if you have a PC. You can go to the Epic Game Store. You can download it for free right now. It doesn't come out till what, like March or something? It's out right now. We, we must be talking about different things because I know there's a t- the game coming out. So John is right, but also Drew is right. This is a one shot adventure, so this is more or less the demo. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, and it's and only it's, usually, it's only available on the Epic Game Store at all right now. And it's usually ten dollars, and right now it is free. It's usually uh, only. Uh, it, right now, it's only on the Epic Games Store. Because I know Borderlands 2 had a piece of DLC that was Tiny Tina themed, and I thought maybe it was this. But this sounds like this is more in line with the game that's coming out in a few months. That's yeah. correct. This is definitely looks to be a demo of that game. It looks okay. it looks like a lot of fun. I want to try it out. Um, but yeah, Drew made a face when I said I hate Borderlands. So. <laughs> oh, because I really like the Borderlands games a lot. I, I, I like the first one. And then they released the first one like two more times as two and three. And I was like, all right. It's just, I don't know. It's not fun. It's tedious. I have bad experiences with it. I had friends that would like play it uh, split screen and uh, they would make me like, I didn't have a character. So I had to play in their high level game and like, just try not to die while I slowly leveled up for no reason. Like, yeah, we're going to power level. I was like, this is fun. This is a lot of fun. It wasn't fun. <laughs> I didn't like it. I hate Borderlands because they are constantly changing and upgrading shit and updating like it's a seasonal PvP game, but it isn't. It's a fucking adventure game. So, like, you collect all your gear that you want for your character, and then they nerf your character into the ground for <laughs> no reason because they're nerfing you against fucking npcs that's why nerfs exist is to make player combat fair not npc fucking combat so they end up shitting on the actual underlying gameplay of the game they literally change the basics of the characters you're playing which what kind of horseshit is that how are you changing my base level of power like as an update and making me weaker yeah that's bad that's bad game management and i don't (laughs) like the way that they do shit um and their their storyline in Borderlands Three was awful. <laughs> that the siblings, the fucking brother sister Calypso twins, was so fucking stupid. They were like Instagrammers that were like live tweeting everything and live streaming everything, and they were both fucking idiots. And their dialogue was awful, just terrible fucking trash. They should feel bad about Borderlands Three. In fact, Gearbox should hire me to write their shit because holy fuck, their <laughs> writing is bad. I feel like they should hire us to write most things, or at least give it a once over and be like, "Nah, that's stupid." Gearbox is in Dallas. You just want to go work there. You want to go tell them to do it better. <laughs> Let's just drive there one day and film it. Us walking in, being like, "Hey, we're here to fix your script." I'll do it. I have nothing better to do than to go up there one day and film that. That seems like a funny thing to do. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> We could stay with Ben. He's invited us up there a bunch. Yeah, yeah it'd be fun. Go do a one-shot with Ben and go get kicked out of Gearbox. <laughs> it's 
funny. Uh, yeah, I only had a couple more uh, games to touch on. I played the closed beta of the Cycle Frontier. I applied, they got in. I played it a little bit. Uh, I hope they fix it. <laughs> <laughs> it was trash when I played. It was like uh, the AI on the monsters was garbage. Uh, I imagine they're going to fix that before release. Like, they just wouldn't do stuff like i walked upstairs once and they were like huh our only weakness you know like it sucked and then but so it kind of reminds me a little bit of deep rock galactic uh you drop down to a planet uh and you mine stuff but not as not as good i don't know uh, i don't know if this is one to watch i don't think it's like uh, like I'll final continue. extinction because that game was kind of like deep rock but bad it is uh, a lot like Final Extinction, yes. It's like a Final Extinction Deep Rock clone, and it, eh. Although they do have what we liked about Deep Rock, which was a shared hub to hang out in. Do they have levels that change every single time, or are you always dropping into the same map? Uh, I didn't play it that much, uh, but there was definitely more than one map. Okay, well, at least there's that. Final Extinction appeared to only have one map. That's true. That's true. Final Extinction, but Final Extinction was a game preview or whatever, and it was disappointing. Everything is a game preview. Yeah, it's true. Everything's a game preview now. Uh, which I don't know how to feel. I I used to be fine with it, but it's starting to get annoying. It doesn't mean anything anymore. It just means that your game fucking sucks. <laughs> We're not confident enough to release this, so uh -huh. here you go. Yeah, we're we're not ready to to release it, but we have to release it, so we're just gonna throw fucking preview on it. No, you're not. Your game fucking sucks. It's okay. You released a shitty game. Maybe it'll be better with some updates. <laughs> yeah, it just fucking sucks right now. Uh, and here's here's my last last game. Uh, I don't know anything about it yet. Uh, it's called Park Beyond. It's announced for 2022. Uh, and it's a theme park builder, and I. Love theme park building games specifically. I love them. I love anything with the theme park uh, theme. It extends to board games and other stuff. Uh, I just love it. And this game looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> it looks like fun on a bun, son. Uh, <laughs> but that's about that's about that's all. I, I don't know much about it. I just saw some screenshots. Uh, it's like just been announced to me. I don't know. It's uh, interesting just the because I, I see those types of games like Roller Coaster Tycoon as yeah. games that get released, and I'm like, I always think they look fun, but I, you know, when it comes down to it, I have other things I typically want to play. Yeah. So it's Jahan, you always surprise me with your interest when you're like, this is something that you are like, you declare yourself I, a fan of this genre. I'm I, a know, huge Sim fans are out there. I appreciate that. Yeah, I love I love any Sim game. Like, I love theme park builders, like, park builders. Ever since I was, like, young, like, I was playing that stuff on, like, a floppy disk. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I It's probably my older brother's fault, because he was huge into that, and, you know, I always wanted to be, like, my big brother. And, I don't know, I played SimCity on the uh, Super Nintendo. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I love Sim games. And almost any Sim game, I'll play almost any Sim game. Uh, including, like, ant colony simulators. And, you know, that beaver game really threw you for a loop that one time. You thought I was fucking with you. 
but that's that's where uh, a lot of my um, taste comes from. So uh, I know that Gary and I have a lot of stuff we've been watching that we can drill through here pretty quick. But one thing I just wanted to note before we get into it to go on with the video game conversation. This kind of goes with the next gen, next gen uh, topic we had earlier. But I just think it's funny that this has come full circle because on our first ever podcast recording, we talked about the Steam Deck, if you remember. And um, they did just announce this week that the Steam Deck, which I think was supposed to come out in December, has been delayed at least two months into next year. So I just thought that was relevant that, hey, we talked about this forever ago. And there's actually news about the Steam Deck that emerged recently with it being delayed. So just thought that was interesting. Yeah, the Steam Deck and everything else we know. Yeah. <laughs> to join the club. Until February 2022 at the earliest, is what it says. So I wouldn't even get hopes up that you'll get it by then, but we'll see. You know see. what's great about February 2022 is Saints Row Reboot. That comes out February 2022. I am looking forward to that. Saints Row, yes, the Saints Row Reboot, we talked about it earlier, uh, looks mm-hmm. fantastic. That's just, uh, it's locked in my head as February a 22. Lot of people... That's the only thing I'm looking forward to in February of 22 right now. A lot of people were mad that they're like not doing the same characters and that they're like resetting it. And I'm like, what else are they gonna do? You know what I mean? They already did superpowers and aliens. Like they gotta chill out, you know. Mm-hmm. Let it start anew. All right, Gary, where to start on what we've been watching? Um, <laughs> there's a lot here. So I watched something. Well, this, first of all, there's something I'm excited for announced coming out. I guess I'll just get that off the list because it's only one thing. Righteous Gemstones Season 2 was announced for HBO. Of course, that's got Danny McBride, Adam Devine. Uh, it had Walton Goggins in the first season as <laughs> Baby Billy. Uh, it's a really funny show that just makes fun of the ultra-rich Southern Baptist uh, TV preachers. John Goodman in this, too? John Goodman's in the first season. I'm not sure he'll be in the second season. Okay. Uh, But it was absolutely a blast. If you you like uh, any of Danny McBride's HBO shit, uh, like Eastbound and Down and Vice Principals, Righteous Gemstones is right there. Uh, I did not like Danny McBride for a long time, and his HBO stuff that's kind of independently written and directed by him is really funny. And Walton Goggins is in almost all of it. Walton Goggins is just great. I like him a lot. Who's uh, Walton Goggins? He's one of those that guys that if you see him, you'd probably be like, oh, yeah, I've seen him in stuff. But he, it's all very. Uh, I'm a look it, it, it just depends. You need to get on Hulu, both of you. Oh, that guy. Search for The Legend of John Bronco. If you haven't seen this, you need to see this. It's just like a 35 minute short film about the new 2020 Bronco and it's starring Walton Goggins and it's he is playing like a a prolific 1960s 1980s 1990s pitchman for the Ford Bronco but one day he rode off in the sunset and never came back what so a in the story it's a mockumentary where they're trying to find John Bronco and get him to do another Bronco ad and it's Walton Goggins with a cowboy hat and a mustache it's real good I think Walton Goggins is actually in the MCU. I believe he's in. He's in Ant Man and the Wasp. Wasp. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. 
He's one of the antagonists there. Yeah, as soon as I saw his face, I was like, oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I watched I watched old movies, Drew. I didn't watch anything new. There's nothing which... wrong with that at all. Okay. Okay. I figured sometimes, you'd be the sometimes one. Sometimes stuff needs a good rewatch, or maybe you've never seen it, and you need to uh, fill in your um, you know, list of shame if it's something that you should have seen. I had never seen Dinner for Schmucks. I love Paul Rudd, and I don't hate Steve Carell. Uh, Dinner for Schmucks also has Zach Galifianakis. Uh, I don't. I've, I had never seen it. The plot of the movie is that Paul Rudd's working for like a a, a big expensive business place, and he's going to get a promotion, but he has to bring an idiot to dinner on Friday. And yeah. later that day, he hits Steve Carell with his car, who is a rat taxidermist who puts rats in silly little costumes and situations. Okay. And Steve Carell becomes his dunce, and he's just a fucking idiot. Paul Rudd ends up falling for him. Uh, Zach Galifianakis is also at the party. He's a fucking idiot. The movie is just very dumb in some very good ways. I I, I don't know how it snuck by and I didn't see it, but really good comedy. Uh it's hard to find a great comedy. I think this is a really fucking funny movie. Yeah, it's pretty it's funny. in theaters. Uh, like, back in, like, it had to be, what, 2010 or something? Mm-hmm. I, think it was like, I saw it in theaters. That has a uh, a pre-Oscar winning Octavia Spencer in it, like, before she was a big <laughs> deal. She, I think she's one of the weirdos at the party that doesn't, isn't she like a... Mm-hmm ventriloquist or like a tarot reader fortune teller she's something yep. other. Yeah. it's been so long uh i forgot about this movie and yeah they're having a competition to see who could bring the dumbest person to dinner <laughs> and that's just horrible uh but it's a really funny movie well, it's it, Steve it Carell came so out good. it came out in that time where like all those comedies were kind of having a moment with those guys like paul rudd and and steve carell but and like Jason Siegel and and all those folks then when um like I love you man and those uh, Apatow movies were hot right then yeah it was kind of having a, and this was one of those but I feel like this is kind of one of those ones that got forgotten at that time yeah. or it just didn't have the staying power that some of the other ones did I think that's fair to say but I think maybe in hindsight I believe it might have had that staying power and it just came out at a weird time in a weird gap. I think we might look fondly back at this as being a good comedy, and maybe it's just me because I haven't seen it before, but I thought there was something about it that held up as far as comedy stylings go. Um, Also, I saw, speaking of comedy stylings, I watched a stand-up by Ricky Velez. Uh, It was fine. it It wasn't great. He will, I think this guy, Ricky Velez, will probably be around doing comedy for a while because... It feels like in stand-up comedy, there are people who are fine, and there are people who are great, and there are people who are really fucking bad. Uh, And people who are fine stick around and make two or three specials. So we'll see if Ricky Velez becomes a household comedy name. Uh, Some of his stuff was actually pretty good. I've not heard... The name didn't stick out, but I just did a quick search, and he's one of the guys in uh, The King of Staten Island, which is that Pete Davidson movie, which now I see, I recognize him from that. He's like one of Pete Davidson's boys. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that either, but you're right. He's one of, like, the stoner friends, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. Pete Davidson, man, that guy... He's up to stuff. That dude... I don't (laughs) think anyone has more game than that guy. Did you guys see... You guys see him? I love Pete Davidson. (laughs) 
You guys yeah, see... Isn't he dating Kim Kardashian now? Bro, there's Isn't pictures of them, like, holding hands and stuff, and, like, they went, like, on a roller coaster. It looks like he stole Kim Kardashian uh, away. Uh, her and, uh... He stole her heart. Uh, her and, uh, Yeezus, uh, they, they, they broke up, right? Yeah, they're divorced. Yeah. 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 Uh, she actually, she hosted SNL this year, that's why I know that, and she talked about it in her mind. Yeah, and she was making out with, uh, our boy on there. And then we saw them, they were, like, dating. Super funny. Uh, it was definitely not written by her, but it was really self-deprecating. It was fucking funny as shit. I don't know, maybe she's, the fact that she's, like, doing stuff with Pete Davidson leads me to believe she might actually be kind of cool. Moonrise Kingdom, Drew. Yeah, I was, I saw that you watched this, and I, and right now, I think your timing is, is relevant. I don't know what made you decide to watch this now. Wes Anderson has a new movie that's out in theaters that just came out, but I have yet to get out and see it. I'm hoping that by the next time record, we record, I'll have seen it by then. But uh, the French Dispatch is actually in theaters right now. So I thought that I hated Wes Anderson movies. Oh, um, interesting. Okay, weird. Because I think I saw I I think I saw one, one. I think that I saw one back in high school, and was just totally turned off to his fucking style and his comedy, and it was just not for me. And so literally, I was like, I'm gonna go watch a Wes Anderson movie. That's why. I just was. I know that they've announced the other one coming out with, uh, you know, uh, his Adrian. No, not Adrian. Bro. Yeah, he has Adam kind of Driver his... and Bill Murray and uh, that big cast coming out next year. He uh, has these kind of usual suspects that he that he works with. Yes, and you're right. I think that's the next one. But the one that just came out in theaters has a huge cast as well, and it's you know, Bill Murray and. Um, I, like it's like where do you even start with with the cast of that right movie? probably all the Wilsons yeah uh, oh it has Timothy Chalamet Tilda Swinton Adrian Brody Benicio del Toro yeah I see what you're there talking you go. about yeah it's got a huge some of I think some of the people in it are only have a very short amount of screen time but there's a ton of names in it so that's why I watched Moonrise Kingdom because I I think I thought that I hated Wes Anderson movies and I watched Moonrise Kingdom. And I did not hate Moonrise Kingdom. I very much enjoyed Moonrise Kingdom. Uh, I thought a lot of the uses of color were cool and the camera angles were cool and the music, the way they tell the story, uh, just the characters are really compelling. The, the Boy Scout kid is a super compelling character. Uh, he's well played and leads his expedition in a, in a very fun way. Their love letters back and forth are great. Um, just a, just a fun movie. I really liked it. What a great time. Uh, Wes Anderson, I'm going to have to give him some more play in my ride. I need to revisit uh, Moonrise Kingdom. I saw it in theaters and really, really loved it at the time. But I think, you know, it's funny talking about history with it. I I, I think I was introduced to Wes Anderson through you and, and your brother back when you're talking about because I think your brother Thomas was a big fan of the life aquatic and that's... I love life aquatic, but I hated Royal Tenenbaums. Okay. See, and I, um, I recently with the French dispatch coming out, I have been wanting to revisit some Wes Anderson movies. And 
um, a bunch of the there was a huge Criterion sale through Barnes and Noble, so I bought Bottle Rocket, the Royal Tenenbaums, and the Life Aquatic on Criterion through the sale and just got them. So I was gonna rewatch those. I saw the Darjeeling Limited in theaters as well as Moonrise Kingdom. I've seen Grand Budapest Hotel and Isle of Dogs and Fantastic Mr. Fox. There's a lot of there's a lot of them there. He's obviously he's got his style and he sticks to it, and I think the new one is more in line with that, but. Um, I thought it was interesting that you watched it just because the timing is good. So makes sense. Uh, that's, I mean, I also watched Rush Hour and <laughs> it was the first time I've seen Rush Hour since Rush Hour came out and I was a child. Uh, <laughs> so I thought I hated Rush Hour. That was fun. You had fun. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, man, Chris, I didn't hate Chris Tucker this time around. I guess I've just had enough Kevin Hart now that I'm immune to Chris Tucker. I remember liking the Rush Hour movies, but I also haven't seen it in, like, what, 20 years since the well, first I, I know that we're also getting new Rush Hours uh, at some point soon. Within the next year or two, we're getting another Rush Hour or two. So I, I, needed, I, I had to do my due diligence to watch Rush Hour. Yeah, Rush Hour, nineteen ninety-eight. So there you go. Same year as Blade, which came came up last episode. If I have to pick one, I'm picking Blade. That's a tough one. <laughs> Jahan um, almost said same. He he got frozen up there. I really like Rush well, Hour. I'll uh, I'll talk real quick about some things that I've watched. Um, there's a new movie on Netflix that came out just a couple weeks ago. That's called The Harder They Fall. Um, I don't know if y'all have heard of this one, but it is a Western, but it's a Western um, with an all black cast, which is, you know, you don't see those very often. And it's just focusing on characters that did exist at that time. I saw an interesting stat. Um, actually, I think I heard it on a different podcast, but I think it's something along the lines of, you know, when you think of the Wild West and you think of Westerns, it was a very white genre back in the day, but but in the times in real life, I think one in five cowboys were black back then. So it's worth noting. So this is a, you know, this movie has an all star cast. Um, Jonathan Majors is the star, which you know, as we know, he's Kang the Conqueror in in Marvel, and he's um, he's kind of having a moment now of, of emergence and a lot of things. He was also in Lovecraft. Uh, he was fantastic in Lovecraft Country. So he's the lead in The Harder They Fall. This also stars Idris Elba and Regina King and Lakeith Stanfield and Zazie Beetz. And uh, cast is awesome. Oh, and, I love uh, Zazie it's, Beetz. It's a uh, kind of a classic revenge story. Um, Jonathan Major's character as a child, his... Uh, Parents are killed by Idris Elba, who plays the main antagonist. And so then it cuts to, you know, Jonathan Majors is, is an adult and now has his own gang. And he's out for revenge against Idris Elba and Idris Elba's gang. And so that's kind of the, the general setup. There's more to it. But man, it is stylish. It is flashy. It is bloody. Um, it's but it's fun. It's there. The. um the director, I believe, has done. Let's see. I'm trying to think. Eh. Has it done all too much that I had heard of? I don't think, but um, 
anyway, I mean, there were, this was flashy. There were like bits that reminded me of Tarantino movies. There were bits that reminded me of Spike Lee movies. Like, not that I'm saying this is on the the level of those, but just there's those kind of flashes of style and and the 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 music drops throughout. And man, I just had so much fun with this. And it's you know it's a Netflix original, so it's streaming there. Um, but I definitely recommend it. I, ha- I just thought it was so sounds really so good. Funny. And Lakeith Stanfield, by the way, man, man, he is great, and he has become one of those actors where he's probably in my like top five list of just actors I'm super intrigued by right now. Um, between seeing him emerge in, I think Get Out is one of the first things I saw him in in a small right. role, but. Um, he was also in Judas Knives Black. Out. He was also in uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. He was just George? nominated for an Oscar, I think, for that. And uh, no, Atlanta. Yeah, so he, yeah. oh yeah, he's in Atlanta. Um, so anyway, he he's in this as part of Idris Elba's gang. He's like a uh, a quick draw in it. And man, he just chews up every bit of scenery when he's on camera. Like you were just drawn to him whenever he's on screen. He's just one of those guys where like I could watch a whole movie about that guy. But it almost (laughs) works out even better that he has limited screen time because man, every time he's on screen, you're just drawn to it. I I think he's awesome. But yeah, this was such a great actor. I would just watch Idris Elba fucking dip Oreos in milk. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, so anyway, I definitely recommend The Harder They Fall. Another streaming movie I watched, except this one is on Apple TV Plus, is Finch, which is a new Tom Hanks movie that is oh, streaming yeah. exclusively on Apple TV Plus. And it's uh, about Tom Hanks and his robot friend. And it's a kind of post-apocalyptic setting. There's been a solar flare that has just totally disrupted the atmosphere and weather uh in the u.s and so that's how it's all gonna happen man you gotta put your entire house in a giant faraday cage and live underground yep so (laughs) um worth noting finch is the name of of tom hanks character in the movie the robot is named jeff so i had assumed that the robot was finch but no tom hanks is finch robot is jeff uh but no this this is one of those movies that it's just you know Oh, kind of a one-man show with with Tom Hanks uh, leading leading it. It's 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 kind of hard to explain because the movie is almost plotless in a way. I, that's that's being unfair, but I mean, it's essentially, hey, we're in this city. There's going to be a huge weather event here that we're probably not going to be able to survive. So we need to move to a different city. And I mean, it's him basically trying to travel and be safe and move with his robot and his dog. Because he has a dog that he's very close with. So anyway, um, actually did really enjoy it. It's it's not like the most deep movie. It's not the best movie I've ever seen. But if you're just looking for like a good hang and, you know, a, if you like watching robots and that kind of stuff. And I love Tom Hanks and I'll watch anything he's in. So I like robots uh, and I like Tom Hanks. I might give this a watch. Yeah, I think it's worth watching. The the visual effects for the robot look incredible. Like He looks awesome. Uh, and there's some good stuff in it, but it's it's a heartfelt movie. You, it's a movie you could definitely watch, you know, with your family. It's you know family friendly for the most part. But yeah, it's pretty good. Looks pretty good. Not... Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I'm gonna jump to uh, to Chucky, which is funny because we had the Halloween discussions recently and talking about horror icons. And actually, Halloween the night of after trick or treaters were done, I was looking for just like something a horror movie or something to watch, but not but also something I could turn my brain off. <laughs> and I decided that night to watch Child's Play two. Um, which I've seen the first one. I haven't seen any of the other Chucky movies. So I watched two and a big part of this is that there's a new Chucky TV series that's out, which I don't know if y'all are aware of this. It's not streaming anywhere. I think it's on USA specifically. And, um, it's, you know, just an hour long weekly TV show, but here's the thing not to give a huge lesson on child's play and Chucky, but the Child's Play movie franchise was pretty much the brainchild of of two guys back then. Like Don Mancini and David Kirchner were like kind of behind all the, the Chucky movies. Uh, Child's Play 1, 2, and 3, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, Curse of Chucky, Cult of Chucky. Yeah, there's been seven Chucky movies. But then they did a reboot back in 2019 that came out in theaters that was just called Child's Play. And it did not feature the original creators and producers. This was a separate thing done by the studio. Mark Hamill voiced Chucky. <laughs> and it was relatively uh, successful. But um, the TV show is done by the original creators and ties into all the other weird movies. So <laughs> I wanted to watch them. And I watched Child's Play 2 and Child's Play 3. Have y'all seen many of the Chucky movies, if any of them. I've seen bits and pieces over the years. They're super cheesy. They're kind of funny. Um, They're not scary at all. As a kid, I was scared of Chucky just because I had a thing, like, doll. I found dolls to be scary, and Chucky is kind of frightening looking. Uh, But in the movies, he's pretty cheesy. But I'm going to continue to watch these movies and try to catch up with the show. Just because, <laughs> why not? But, if you um, like it, you like it. Next is next up is is Bride of Chucky. So yeah, I was thinking you're coming up on Bride and Seed, so enjoy that. Which have, do y'all know how dumb this series gets? Like Jennifer Tilly, you know, plays Chucky is possessed by a serial killer named Charles Lee Ray, and Charles Lee Ray's old girlfriend is in Bride of Chucky, played by Jennifer Tilly, who then she gets to possess a doll, and so, you know, Chucky and Tiffany are both dolls. In the sequel, Seed of Chucky, I believe (laughs) Tiffany, his girlfriend, in an attempt to get back into a human body, tracks down the actress Jennifer Tilly, who's a Hollywood actress, and tries to possess her body. So the movie... Chucky series gets kind of meta yeah. with, with this stuff. Um, yeah, it's just a bizarre, a bizarre, bizarre series. Which I couldn't believe has eight movies. <laughs> yeah. If you include the reboot. Hey, people and like, now a TV people series. Like what they like, you know? Yeah. So, um, so that's that. And then I have talked in some past episodes about... Uh, John Carpenter movies that I've been watching. There's some podcasts I listen to where they're talking about his filmography and and he's just kind of a blind spot for me other than Halloween and and um, 
so I've continued watching. I've seen now seen Prince of Darkness and They Live and Memoirs of an Invisible Man. And the first two I really liked. The last one, Memoirs of an Invisible Man, is not very good. That's when you start getting into 90s Carpenter and his stuff starts getting interesting, to say the least. But um, I don't really have too much to say about those, but just that I'm enjoying the ride of watching John Carpenter. I, I could definitely stand to watch more of his movies. Uh, <clears throat> I haven't seen... Uh, there's a lot of them I haven't seen. Uh, but yeah, speaking of Halloween, uh, my, the other day my brother was about to watch Halloween Season of the Witch. Have you seen that, Drew? That's Halloween 3, right? That's yeah. the one that doesn't have uh-huh. Michael Myers. Uh-huh. Have you seen it? Yeah, yes. Oh, yes. uh, man, when he told me he was about to watch it, I was like... <laughs> I started laughing, I was like... I was like, you had enjoy that. <laughs> it was like hated at the time, but it's one of those that has a cult following now. Like there are huge defenders of I it. I can see why, but it's garbage. <laughs> it's it's hot garbage. Uh when after watching that uh oh, I forgot that that I watched it. The the movie, the prequel to the Batista's zombie movie. Yeah. Oh, um, Army of the not Dead. Not Army of the uh, Dead. It's thieves, the new Army one. of Thieves. Army of Thieves. Have you guys seen Army of Thieves? No, is it good? Yeah, you should check it out. It looks, is it uh, better than Army of the Dead? Yes, because this I is, liked Army of the Dead. So this one's in England or in Europe during the zombie apocalypse that's going on in America. So there are no zombies. Yeah. Yeah, there's no it, zombies. It's just a heist movie that every now and then on the news in the background you see that there's zombies attacks going on in America. So if you like heist movies, and I do, it's dope. They're also no. doing a sequel of Army of the Dead. Well, and I know Jahan liked Army of the Dead, but I had heard at the time that it was too long and not that good. And But I've heard from multiple sources that Army of Thieves is good. Do I need to have seen Army of the Dead to see Army of Thieves? No. In fact, you can see Army of Thieves, and then the last three minutes of it happen during Army of the Dead. So if you see Army of Thieves first, then you'll be like, Oh! remember this from the other movie so if you're gonna watch them watch thieves first have you seen army of the dead drew nope okay uh i mean you know i would never argue I, that it's a good movie when it when it came I out it, i wanted to watch it and i sat down to watch it turned on netflix and saw two hours and 30 something minutes and went Nope, and watched something else instead. That, <laughs> even though I'm a huge zombie guy, that happened to me, and I didn't watch it for months. And months and months, because it's too long. And, you know, I don't want to sit there for two and a half hours. But I did eventually watch it, and they do a lot of cool stuff. I don't know. I, I'm excited for the sequel, and I will watch the prequel. I watched Army of Thieves, and I loved it, and then started watching Army of the Dead and turned it off. But I'll turn it back on at some point. But Army of Thieves was better. Good to know. Cool. The one not by Zack Snyder is better. Wow, what a surprise. (laughs) Yeah, Zack Snyder, Uh, man. I mean, he's done enough to my people, you know? (laughs) The the only other thing I will note, because I know y'all have talked about a few things upcoming that you're looking forward to, and I just want to... It's just funny, because... This week uh, upcoming is when the Masters of the Universe Revelations Part 2 comes out on Netflix. And as y'all know, I was a 
you know, I was new to Masters of the Universe. It's something I wasn't familiar with, really, other than just knowing He-Man and some of the characters in general. But I watched Revelations Part 1, enjoyed it a lot more than I expected. Genuinely excited for Part 2, and we get that this, this week. Um, along with some other things dropping during Thanksgiving week, there's that uh, Peter Jackson's The Beatles uh, documentary series will be on Disney+, Plus, and I'm sure there'll be some other cool things streaming that I'm not thinking of right now, and uh, yeah, that's it. So there'll be there'll be plenty to talk about uh, on the next episode, which worth noting, even though Thanksgiving is coming up uh, the the week this episode, the audio will be dropped. Thanksgiving is this week. Um, we will still have an episode for you guys next weekend and we'll have plenty to talk about, I believe. Yes. Yeah, I love Thanksgiving. It's one of my favorite holidays, so I'll at least be able to talk about food. Yeah. A lot of my fondest memories uh, are... I have a lot of really fond memories of getting a plate of food, going to my room, playing some brand new game I got on my computer, and being alone. And I, like, they're, like, super... In my mind, it's, like, kind of my happy place, and I don't know why. It's like a 30% chance I'm going to show up to your house for Thanksgiving this year. You are invited. No, right. You are invited. If I hadn't extended that previously, I meant to. But yeah, you you and uh, Andy are more than welcome. Well, shit, now we'll actually think about it. Uh, and we're also, uh, Jenny's mom's coming. So mm. It's going to be a nice Can't big wait. Old... Yeah. To force you guys to listen to all the movies that I bought on Black Friday. It's going to be so much fun. Bro, I look forward to it. I we're love gonna a special to it. episode just for Drew to read titles of movies. I, yeah, I and live I review the copies and like show the slip covers and like if it's in good condition. Oh yeah, we can do all that. Bro, I've told you, man. I also like collecting physical media, and I used to my my happy time. If I was ever in a bad headspace, I would go to Walmart and dig around in that fucking uh, bargain bin for DVDs that I didn't have of movies that I've seen. <laughs> so like I, I, we have a bit of a kindred spirit thing there. Uh, I understand. I get it. <laughs> I like owning them. I don't know. It it goes back to when I was a kid. Just what I I loved owning movies. I I actually there's been some early Black Friday sales through Best Buy, and so I've already bought um, Nobody, the uh, Bob Odenkirk kind of John Wick esque action movie. Are y'all, do y'all yes, remember Mr. when that Nobody. came out? Yeah, so that uh, I got it for ten bucks. At Best Buy when it's normally 30 and I also picked up, which this is just shows y'all how in the weeds I am on this stuff. I didn't even like Wonder Woman 84, 1984, but the, but the 4K was on sale for their Black Friday sale, so I own it now. That, I so, mean, so I love the first one. Uh <laughs> Well, I have the first one on 4K. I had to have the sequel on the 4K, second even one if it's was, bad. The second one was bad. And guess what? Walmart's going to have Zack Snyder's, the, the, the Snyder Cut of Justice League on sale for Black Friday. I'm probably going to buy that, too. Even though I already have the theatrical cut of Justice League on 4K. You know, I the can Snyder tell cut by your voice that you are guilty about it. Like, you feel mm-hmm. guilt. And you know oh, what? absolutely. As long as you feel guilt and shame... Yeah. Fine. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, Shame. Shame. Oh, I'm 100% ashamed. A, a Zack Snyder movie shall never enter. I'll watch them, but I will never buy one in this Persian household after what he did. 
to my people. <laughs> Man, you uh, should. I watched it with my dad, and I watched 300 in theaters with my dad. And at the end of that movie, he was like, "What the fuck?" Like he was so mad. <laughs> uh, uh, well, on that note. Yeah. I think that's it for me. Do y'all have anything else that you need to update on this week? I don't think so, man. Uh, no, well. but uh, I would like to say that, Jahan, I know you mentioned the Tiny tiny Tina's Assault on the Dragon Keep. Uh, I've installed it already. Since nice. You mentioned it. Yep. Nice. <laughs> hey, that's why people tune in to get the news that they wouldn't otherwise get. Uh, but yeah, so I guess happy Thanksgiving uh, to everybody listening. You'll be another episode this, this coming Sunday as well. And, uh, yeah, I'm Jahananon at RockFact on Twitter, Jahananon1 on TikTok. I'm CasualtyCDG at CasualtyCDG on all the social medias. Tune in every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday to twitch.tv backslash Jahananon or Fresh Out the Box YouTube or Fresh Out the Box Official is our Facebook. Uh, we're always live streaming tabletop role-playing games. We're doing meetings with game designers, game producers, and developers. And we even play board games uh, from time to time. We actually just played the Skyrim board game by Modifius Games. Uh, there, the Modifius owner, creator Chris Birch, came on, and that was just amazing to have him come on. It was, uh, it was awesome, usually you yeah. expect to have a game developer or a game designer come on, but the, the COO of the whole company, the owner-operator, came on and played the game. So cool. Such a great opportunity to meet him. Uh, we have a lot of fun on our channel, so please drop by, uh, follow Fresh Out the Box, and of course, Fresh Out the Podcast. Tell your friends about us. Uh, we've got like half a thousand downloads already, so tell your friends. I know your friends watch shows and watch movies. There's something here for your friends to like. Uh, get us downloaded, man. P- put Fresh Out the Box, Fresh Out the Podcast on every billboard in town. We're we're dedicated to you folks. We, we have... Uh... Ever since we started, we have not missed a week. We have had an episode drop, sure. drop every yeah. week for 20 straight, and we don't have any intentions of stopping anytime soon. So, um, yeah, and I'm Drew Munhausen, at Drew Munhausen on Twitter. Um, I hope that everybody has a happy Thanksgiving. And anything else? Am I missing anything? Nah, happy turkey day. Uh, have a good night and stay fresh. <laughs>